0: Do you love horror and fantasy? If so, don't miss out on Gabriella Balcom's novella Down With The Sickness and Other Chilling Tales. It'll have you shivering right on the edge of your seat. Dive right into these macabre horror stories, but be careful not to close your eyes. Evil lurks unseen, supernatural beings keep watch, and monsters lie in wait. Some plot vengeance, while others crave human flesh. Crystal longs to be a rock star, but what would she do to make her dream come true? Lie? Kill? Elaine goes to extremes to be like Sonora, but isn't the only one wanting to be someone else. Betty struggles to breathe after Rodney blows smoke in her face, then he does worse. But the Watchers have something special in mind for him. Wahasi stalks through the swamp in crocodile form, infuriated at her lack of food. But she has a plan, and the townspeople better watch out. A brat. Brad defies his parents and tries to hurt his sister, but he's not the only bully around. Abner is delighted to visit Aogigahara Forest, which is rumored to be haunted, but Sharon isn't. Shane dares Angeline to spend the night in the devil's hand which is supposedly cursed. Trisha is prideful about her looks and bullies a younger girl, but she has a surprise visitor. Life post-COVID included nuclear bombs and death. Cole, Vera, and Marianne have little left to eat and need to forage, but rovers are out and about and must be avoided at all costs. Dean likes pushing people around, but when he damages his grandfather Charlie's Venus flytraps, Charlie isn't the only one who's upset. Gabriella Balcom's book includes all of the above and more, and the readers have been gushing about her creations. Wow! Just freaking wow! I was deeply disturbed, loved every minute. Bravo! A masterpiece in the horror genre. Heartbreaking. And devastating. Holy sh that was so creepy. I loved it. I want more, more, more. Dang it! I got chills reading this story. Exciting and horrific. Multifacetedly disturbing. Very well written. If you're ready to sink your teeth into Gabriella Balcom's novella, Down with the Sickness and Other Chilling Tales, click on over to Amazon.com now. And now, enjoy this free Jzo Modcast show.
1: Carry on, my son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Don't you cry.
2: Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 138. I am your host, Lupa, and this is Lupa's Bits. Um, I usually say it at the beginning. I was just thinking in my head while I was saying my opening, oh, I'm getting so professional, I can just do this off the top of my head, and I screwed it up. So, yeah. Anyway, um, you'll hear my dryer in the background. Ignore it. Uh, I am leaving for New Brunswick in the morning for a week, six days, I think. And then we're back here for a week, and then I'm back there for a week, and then I'm home. So, um, my dryer's going because, I don't know, I thought today would be a good day to clean my blankets. Yeah. I don't always do the smartest things. So, I spent most of my afternoon literally ringing. Did you just stop? Really? No. Okay. It just does its thing. Um... I literally spent the afternoon wringing out my one blanket. I call it the mink. It's like, I don't know. I don't know what it's made out of, but it's the softest blanket that I own. I love it. And my aunt bought one for me and one for my sister. And I think I have my sister's because I think mine ended up just staying at my ex because it was beyond repair. So I have my sister's. And I don't know why I thought it would be a good idea to wash it. I thought, well, it's light. It'll be fine. Water usually just rolls off of it. No, I put it in my little wash tub, and it sucked up all the water in my wash tub, most of the water out of the hose, and half the water in the shower. And I think it even sucked up some water from the neighbors, because suddenly this thing weighed 400 pounds. I'm like, okay, and it's four times the size now. It is not going to fit into the teeny tiny spinner on the other side. I had to hold it up so that the part on the bottom that swishes back and forth and moves the the clothing around could move. So I thought, well, that was not a good idea. So I take it out of the, I I kind of stopped the washer and I'm kind of shaking, like washing it by hand. Like if I had a, a wash scrubby thingy, it would have been like old days. So, I wring it out as best I can into that, put it into my bucket, take it into the kitchen, put it into the kitchen sink. I'm like, okay, I will just squeeze the water out into the sink. That is not as easy as it sounds. This is a big blanket. Like, it's a queen size, king size blanket. And it now is 500 pounds worth of water in it. So I'm trying to wring it out and wring it out and wring it out and wring it out. And then I got my, my um, clothes horse out that I used to dry my clothes on. And I draped it over that. And then suddenly I was praying to just about any deity I could think of. Don't break. Because 500-pound blanket, uh, clothing rack made out of wood, and teeny tiny dowels. Please don't break. So I'm trying to spread it out. Well, now I've got it. This huge blanket spread out on this clothes horse, and it's sitting on the floor. A lot of it is like hanging down on the floor, and I'm like crap, it's soaking wet. So I go and get a bunch of towels, and I lay the towels all down, and I spread the blanket out onto the towels, and I'm like, great, this is gonna work great. Then I get my heater. I have a, a I don't know what it's called. It's over there. It's a Alaska plug-in heater. And I turn it on and I aim it at the blanket. And every now and again, like every twenty minutes or so, I'm going around and I'm squeezing water out of. So my floor is really clean in that one spot. So this has been an all-day thing and my blanket is still wet. It's now draped over the chair at the moment. It's not dripping anymore. And when I touch it, my hand is wet, but it doesn't come away soaked. So it's gonna be it's it's been in and out of the dryer a few times. Um, I put it in the dryer, turn the dryer on. Oh, no, that's too heavy. Take it back out. Squeeze some more water out of it. Put it back in the dryer. All right, now the dryer's not trying to walk itself off of the microwave stand that I have it on. Spun it around while I washed all the other stuff. And then took it out so I could dry all this stuff. Because this stuff I know will dry fairly quickly. Or within reason. There's The last load is in the dryer right now. Um, And then I'll throw it back in the dryer. And hope for the best. But I already did ask Crystal if I could use her dryer when I get there, just in case it's not dry. Because that blanket is not only one that I may use to keep me warm, but it's going to cushion my tushy. Because I am a delicate freaking flower, and I need a soft surface to sleep on. So, yeah. That has been my day so far. Um, Let's get housekeeping out of the way, because holy crap. There's a lot. Um, and I didn't even have to ask him for it this time. Like, he was on the ball. Dave has been in work mode for the last couple of days, and uh, it's really pissed me off because, you know, he's been distracted. And I haven't been in work mode. <laughs> I'm trying to get into work mode, but I've got so much going on um, and so many things on my brain right now that I'm dealing with and I'm working through and I'm and I'm trying to get ready for... Um, that, yeah, anyway. So, housekeeping number one, Zombie Works Publication, an imprint of Dark Myth Publications, has issued an open call for submissions for their annual horror anthology. Now, y'all know we do these books every year. Last year was unwelcomed. The year before that was Natural Instincts. The year before that was Full Moon and Howlin'. You get the idea. We do one every year for Monster, uh, for Zombie Works. So this year it is called The Monster Within Tales of a Tortured Mind. And the theme of the book will be human killers and murderers, not possessed, not supernatural, not fantasy, not. No, these are human beings, normal, okay, well, not normal, but human beings with nothing other than their own brains to drive them to do the depravity that they do. You know, think Ted Bundy, think John Wayne Gacy, think Jeffrey Dahmer, think Paul Bernardo. Ugh. Just saying that name makes me want to barf. Anyway, if you're Canadian, especially if you're an Ontarian, you understand the anger that we have still for that man as he sits in a minimum security prison in Quebec. Anyway, um, and we, you can send, uh, go to, bleh, all right, let me rewind. Okay, start again. Uh, You can go to www.zombieworks.us, that's Z-O-M-B-I-E-W-O-R-K-S, or, for the Canadians and and the English in our group, Z-O-M-B-I-E-W-O-R-K-S.us, and click on Open Call for Submissions to learn more. Number two, your camera's off. Number two. Dark Myth Publications. <laughs> Thank you. My live studio audience. If I can't see him, then he's not my live studio audience. He's just a- another listener. Okay, Dark Myth Publications will be releasing the World of Myth magazine in print and ebook form. Remember, the ebook version will always and forever as long as I draw breath. Be free. Uh, Dark Myth Comics is almost finished with issue 12 and want to welcome the new team. (sighs) Wow. Okay. Hang on. It's late at night. I'm trying to, I've got 17 things in my brain and I need to edit this as I read it because it doesn't sound right. So we want to welcome the new, uh, to our team of writers, we want to welcome Kevin Hopkinson and artist G.D. Patrick, starting on issue number 13. Kevin will be the writer, and G.D. Patrick will be the what? Penciler? Penciler. Who? look at me go. I knew what I was talking about. Okay. Welcome to the team, guys. (laughs) Uh, The countdown is on, as there are only 21 days left until we learn who will... Well, 21 days... Are we doing the math? Do the math. Is it still 21 days? Because this comes out Friday. I don't know. However many days. It's not 21 days anymore, is it? September 24th is when we will find out. So that is 25 days. It is... Anyway, yeah, September 24th. And we will find out who will become the grand prize winner of the fifth year of the Open Contract Challenge. Also, now, this will be coming out on, what day is it today? Okay, also, today, because this will be coming out on Friday, I'm doing it on Wednesday, but you'll all hear it on Friday, and Friday is September 1st. So, September 1st is the first day. Today is the first day to register for audio advertisements for the JASO Modcast. Contact Dave and get your spot while available. Now, remember, the 2023 lineup filled up within the first week of registration. We had the entire year of advertising in the first week of registration. So if you want to get your ad in there, whether you have it made already or you, even if you don't have a general idea, but you want to book your slot now, get it in there. Get her booked. All right. Don't forget to head. Don't forget to head over to Myth Mart to pick up your favorite independent authors. Uh, We have several over there. We've got Michael McGee. We've got Tim Law. Chris Bice, uh, Rebecca Lofgren, David K. Montoya. Me. I'm there a couple of times, to say the least. Um, yeah, we've got several authors over there. Uh, Walter G. Esselman. Um, and you can pick up some really good reading material. Uh, the, Board of dire- bleh, 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 the Board of Directors met on Sunday. That was fun. And there are a few things that happened. I will become editor-in-chief of both publications and comics. They will be merging, that position will be merging both, the editor-in-chief for the comics and the editor-in-chief for publications will be merging into one position. And it will be known as the editor-in-chief of the Jason Darkmouth Dark Myth Company. And that will be me. It was also agreed that the next year, Dark Myth Publications will be producing double its products than this year in a total of 22. Oh, Lord help me. With anthologies coming out with for each imprint, as well as my 2024 lineup in, in the main brand. So, uh, yeah, um, I had to hire help. So, Michael A. Arnold, who, if you've been following the magazine, reading the magazine, he does our amazing art reviews and um, our amazing book reviews. He was hired to be the new managing editor of Dark Myth Publications and will focus on the division's imprints. So, he will do the anthologies for M-Kids, um, G-I-S-H, uh, Lily May Press. What am I forgetting? I think that's all of them. Zombie works. Oh, we're going to need to talk about that one. Anyway. Um, Welcome aboard, Michael. (laughs) Mike Lutz. (laughs) I love how you spelled it for Tim. That's awesome. (laughs) All right. Mike Lutz has been hired as the new managing editor for Dark Myth Comics. And you know what's really funny which and, and kind of cool is I have two mics under me now. I have two mics under me. That's what I said. Were you not listening? <laughs> yep. Yeah, Michael Arnold and Mike Lutz um, are both my managing editors. And Henry Heinrich has been promoted to publisher of Dark Myth Comics. Uh, Joshua C. Adante has been hired as the company's payroll and royalty agent and will start his new job by doing a company audit from 2004 to present day. The majority of the board agreed to begin offering 100 US dollars, $135 Canadian, and $154 Australian credit at MythMart. The idea is to offer 12-month financing, and once you've paid off your balance, your credit limit will go up. So keep your eyes out for that. Now, what that means is if you want to, say, buy all four of my books and both of Dave's books, but you just don't have the money on you right away, you can apply for this $100 or $135 or $154 credit, and then get all the books, and then you pay a monthly fee kind of like um, rent to own. You know, you go to the store, you get to take it home, and then you make your monthly payments. But you get to keep the stuff at the end of it. So, it's exactly like rent to own. Anyway, so yeah, keep your eyes out for that. So, that's exciting because I know there is a bunch of stuff. I do a lot of things on payment plans. Um, I bought my, because i on a fixed income. So, I have limited funds to work with. My car, all of a sudden, all at once, needed new brakes and And new tires. tires. So I got my brakes on Amazon on a payment plan. I pay like $18 a month, I think, for my brakes. And then um, I had a lovely little fairy godmother that lent me the money for my, um, my tires, which was great. But I'm also planning a trip to California. So I needed plane tickets. Now, because I was approved for a firm on Amazon through my breaks, I also could apply for that for my plane tickets. So I pay my plane tickets are $25.10 a month. And I'm good to go. So I kind of like payment plans. Yes, the interest, you do pay more in interest than it would be if you had bought it outright. But you know what? For the poor Joe like me, it allows us the opportunity to have the things we want now with minimal amount of payment and enjoy life, because that's really what it's all about. So, I will be utilizing said feature, if approved. Uh, Okay, so I have a little bit of a weird one for you this week. Um, It was kind of inspired. We're actually calling this episode... Either fun ways to die or weird ways to die. I was kind of inspired by uh, a TikTok that was sent to me by my live studio audience earlier today, and I went, "Oh, I need to make that a podcast." So here we are. You can blame him. This is his fault. Um, I'm not going to tell you what that one is just yet because it's hilarious. Uh, But we are going to start out with um, loads. Okay, so there's 50. Here are 50 bizarre ways to die. And these have been documented or they wouldn't have them. (laughs) Sorry, I'm playing yappy fingers with my other live studio audience. The cuter one. Okay, so 50 bizarre ways to die. Number one falling out of bed now that terrifies the hell out of me because if you've been listening to my podcasts for like say the last two months you will know that i have fallen out of bed on at least one occasion i was at my sister's i got myself wedged between the bed and the wall it was not fun but 450 people per year die from falling out of bed um, Randy Lanes was impaled on the bill of a swordfish, falling off a ladder and landing headfirst in a water bucket. Uh, a man killed, this, <laughs> this one had me giggling. So, a man was killed by his own explosive while trying to steal from a condom dispenser. I mean, come on, if you need to build an explosive device to blow up a condom dispenser to get a condom, She must be worth it. Marry that girl. I mean, really. (laughs) That's a lot of work to go through. Um, Did you know 150 people each year are killed by coconuts? If I ingest them, I will be 150. I'll be one of the 150. uh, Hit by a coconut falling off a tree. Approximately 150 people are killed each year by coconuts falling off of trees and bonking them on the heads. Uh, a man died after being stabbed in the eye with his umbrella. I'm not sure how that happened. Um, a teenager was taking a selfie, <laughs> a dumbass, with a loaded handgun and shot himself in the throat. A uh, U.S. cyclist, Troy Earl Smith Jr., shot himself to death with a gun carried in his breast pocket. Oops. Uh, A man was crushed while moving a fridge freezer. Understandable. I actually carried a fridge freezer on my back. I sat on the stairs. Okay, got a picture. There's like, I don't know, 20 stairs. And I'm a whole lot younger. I was in my late 20s, early 30s. No, late 20s. Uh, Mid to late 20s. And I really, 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 really wanted this chest freezer. And um, my ex refused to help me. He's like, if you want it, you get it up here. I'm not helping. Probably doesn't work anyway. It's probably a piece of garbage. I got it for free. So I called my mom and my brother. My mom was useless because, you know, it's my mom. And my brother was just a kid at the time. He's 12 years younger than I am, so he was maybe... 14 15. So he stood. I sat on the stairs and we rested the freezer on my back. And I had my hands kind of underneath it, holding it. And he was at the other end and he was just kind of lifting it over the lip of each stair. And I used my legs and I pushed that freezer up every single one of those stairs and into the apartment. And you know what? That freezer lasted for another 15 years. It was the freezer I got stuck in. Yep. Sure was. Alright. Um, Undertaker Mark Bourget. Crushed by his own coffins. Uh, you could be crushed by your partner during sex. That would suck. In 1975, Alex Mitchell laughed so hard at the goodies, Ecky Thump episode... That he died of heart failure. Oh, dear Lord. Okay, I'm not making you laugh really hard anymore. That's it. Death by laughter. Uh, A man was run over by his own vehicle. Texan Michael Warner, 58, died of a lethal sherry enema. Okay, I've heard of the coffee enema, but using sherry? Why? Uh, King Adolf Frederick of Sweden... He was the king who ate himself to death. 24 people each year are killed by champagne corks. Those things scare the hell out of me. Um, Strangled by neckties or scarves. Barry Pilgrim was trampled by cattle in Derbyshire. Peggy Peggy McNair and Mark Murr were trampled to death by camels on a farm. Alexandru Pop, 46, was eaten by a drove of pigs. Uh, Spectator deaths. Somebody was hit by a golf ball, a cricket ball, a racing car, and a motorcycle. Um, (laughs) Oh, dear. A suicidal man threatened to kill himself with a knife and was shot dead by police. (laughs) Death by cop. That's a big way for people to commit suicide, by the way, is death by cop. Um, Roger Wallace was killed by his own remote controlled plane. Damn. Stepping backwards off a cliff or a similar thing to help photographer get you in frame. Keep going. Keep going. Back a little further. A little further. Whoa, too far. Um, falling from the top of a lighthouse. Falling off an inflatable artwork. Falling into a water bucket. This is water butt. I don't know what a water butt is. I'm assuming it's a bucket. Drowning in a barrel of mead. I know a few people that have tried to do that. Drinking too much water, she says as she drinks more. What What the hell?
1: (laughs) Come on, baby, twerk!
2: Drinking too much water, she says as she drinks more water. Killed by an industrial firework placed on head. Oh, my dumbass. Eating too many carrots. See, not all vegetables are good for you. Uh, Being swung by your ankles by a clown and hitting your head. Apparently, William Schneider of Cincinnati, Ohio, died at the age 13 in 1854. Watch out for them clowns, man. Falling off a theater balcony. Getting hit by a piece of falling scaffolding. I know this to be true. Um, I watch a show out of England. And I can't remember what township it was in, but it was really windy. They had like a major windstorm blow through and a woman was hit in the head by a piece of scaffolding that was blown off and it killed her instantly. Crushed by a giant bale of hay falling on your van. Holy crap, those things must be heavy. Uh, hit by bullets fired in celebration. Yeah, you gotta remember, you rednecks. What goes up must come down. Usually comes down at the same speed it goes up. Uh, falling out of a tree. Walking through a closed glass door and being cut to death. Okay, how many of us have, got like, walked into a... Expecting it to slide open and it doesn't. Um, drowning in the bath. Car engine bonnet. Okay, do you guys know what a car engine bonnet is? Okay, the hood of your car. You got the hood of your car open, and you're looking at the engine. It comes down, smacks you on the head. That hood is called a bonnet. So, the the car hood coming down and shutting on your head. <laughs> Oops. Um, ooh, getting hit in the head by a medicine ball. Ooh. Oh. Uh, stabbed during a, during an argument over a game of Ludo. I don't know, I've seen some pretty tense Monopoly games happen. I'm telling you. Falling on a wine glass and cutting your neck open. Getting kicked by a horse. Burned to death while making a barbecue from an oil drum. That doesn't sound very smart. Dropping weights on yourself while doing presses. Oh, Ow! (laughs) Owner of the world's largest beard tripped on it and broke his neck. (laughs) Oh, ow! Um, American lawyer Clement Vallandingham shot himself in a courtroom in 1871 while showing the jury how his client's alleged murder victim had actually shot himself. (laughs) I wonder if the dude got acquitted. Eight people were killed in the London beer flood. Let me say that again. London beer flood of 1814, when 135,000 gallons of ale burst out of the Mew and Company Brewery on Tottenham Court Road. You know how they all died? Because they saw the beer coming. They laid down on the road and opened their mouth. Yeah. (laughs) Death by carrot juice overdose. Basil Brown drank 10 gallons of juice in 10 days, overdosing on vitamin A and suffering severe liver damage. Yeah, none of those sound fun at all, Um, but at least like, okay, so we're going to save that one for right before the other one um so here are some weird deaths that have ended up in the news okay so <sighs> these are just the the titles like the the headings of the report so workers mistake woman's corpse for April Fool's prank uh man electrocuted while taking sunset photo in tree. <laughs> Uh sleeping man killed by falling cow. <laughs> oh my god. First of all, why would you lie down in a cow field for a nap? Ew. Um dead prostitute comes back to life. What? Man commits suicide during gun safety class. <laughs> this is how this is how to not use the gun. Uh, Spontaneous combustion not ruled out as cause of death for Oklahoma man. Rebecca, watch out for them Oklahomans, man. They burst into flames. Just saying. Although, on a cold night, it could keep you warm. Man's cremated ashes found at a car wash 17 years after his death. (laughs) Woman allegedly dies after being injected with soup. Apparently, she didn't get the no soup for you one year rule. She got the soup. <laughs> Man dies during extramarital threesome, and his family gets three million. So he was cheating on the wife, had a threesome, and died. And his family gets three million. Was that a like million a piece <laughs> for like the threesome? Uh, serpent pastor. <laughs> Now, this, I don't know if it's divine intervention, if it's karma. Dude did something wrong, but serpent pastor dies of snake bite. All right, next page. Death by lava lamp. Let's let's check that one out, because that and other strange ways to go. Uh, Teen commits suicide by piranha. Oh, man. That had to suck. Could you imagine? How many piranhas did he use? Because if he used just one, that would seriously take a long time. Like, he was committed. So, an 18-year-old Bolivian picked a bizarre and gruesome way to commit suicide. The intoxicated... Oh, see, he was drunk. He wasn't in his right mind. The intoxicated teen jumped out of his canoe into a stretch of river infested with piranhas and bled to death after suffering dozens of bites. Yep, death by piranha. Uh, okay, so death by lava lamp. Told you this This was going to be a weird one. And as, as you can tell, it's all... Fun ways to die, you know, like eating rancid peanut butter. <laughs> that was not fun. I was praying for death, I'll tell you. It started at like 6 a.m. in the morning. I woke up. It was about 5.30. I woke up and went, oh, oh, I know that feeling. Maybe if I lie here and ignore it, it'll go away. And it got worse. And it didn't go away. And by six o'clock, I thought, okay, I'm going to get up. I'm going to go into the bathroom. We're going to pee, and we're going to pretend that we're fine. Nope. I went into the bathroom, and I pretty much start that started the exorcism of Lupa. Y'all seen The Exorcist? Yeah, kind of like that. Uh, Had a bucket beside my bed. (laughs) I was, I was. Done. I pretty much saw everything I ate from that day all the way back to grade six. I'm pretty sure it was horrible. It was horrible. Um, Okay, so we're all going to go sometimes. Each person kicks the bucket in their own way. Some people die of old age in their sleep, while others pass away under bizarre circumstances, like being killed by a lava lamp or giggling to death. Um, in a new series, Curious, Unusual Deaths, which debuts February 17th. When is this? I was back in 2012. I thought that show sounded familiar. I do believe I watched it. <laughs> um Okay, so the first episode deals with the strange death of Aiden Bray. It's a resident of Kent, Washington, who died in 2004 at the age of 24 because of an exploding lava lamp that left him covered in blue, waxy goo with shards of glass embedded in his heart. Bray had developed an interest in lava lamps, a device invented by Brit Edward Craven Walker, who, used, who uses that uses a 40-watt bulb to heat up a wax-like substance in an enclosed, water-filled, see-through container. When properly warmed up, the wax can bob and weave for hours, and if you've ever altered your state of consciousness and watched a lava lamp, it's rather interesting, and you see a whole bunch of, of interesting shapes, and I'm pretty sure that's where they got the idea of I'm just going from what I've heard. Don't shake your head at me. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's where they got the idea for the Barba Papas. And I know where they got the name. Off of Cotton Candy Ice Cream. Yeah, it says Barba Papa right on it. Um, however, it can take up to four hours for a lava lamp to get up to speed, which is more time than Bray wanted to spend. So he put the lamp on the stove, hoping the heat would speed up the process dumbass. While the lamp was on the stovetop, the water was getting hotter and hotter. Some of it was becoming water vapor at the top of the bottle, and as that water vapor became more dense, the pressure inside the bottle increased. Since a lava lamp is sealed, and have you all seen a lava lamp? Out of its lamp-like state? It's a bottle with a bottle cap on the top of it. You could actually, like, uncork it. <laughs> like, Get a bottle opener and open it, like a beer. Um, Bloom said. Bloomfield said the water gets, gets hot but doesn't boil. Meanwhile, the pressure inside increased to up to 40 times the atmospheric pressure outside. Something has to give. The bottle cracks and the seal is broken. The pressure drops and the water boils instantly. <laughs> the end result in Bray's case is that the lamp broke and the glass flew toward him with the power of a small cannon. Yeah, the shards hit his heart and killed him, and the wax on the lamp left him covered in blue goo. It's a grisly way to die, but Bloomfield says that sees the death as an opportunity to educate people about science. Great! How a lava lamp works is interesting, but they were never meant to work at the temperature water boils. It's guaranteed to cause trouble when you put it near a sto- on a stovetop. Things like these are why you get an education, people! Pay attention in science. As tragic as the death was for Bray's family, Bloomfield feels that the nature of the case is a valuable tool for educators like him. Death is a a good repurposing tool. What? (laughs) Okay, I actually had a conversation the other day with... Who was I talking to? That was my granddaughter, of all people. And we were talking about how human beings are the ultimate in recycling. You're an organ donor. That's recycling at its basic form. (laughs) Come on. You're recycling your body parts. What is he sending me?
0: Science. Science.
2: (laughs) All I can hear is, you know the guy from that song, um, She Blinded Me With Science? He's gone. He put the phone down. He left. There's science. <laughs> I looked at it. I saw it was a science thing. You put the phone down, so you weren't paying attention, so you didn't see me see it. Anyway. All right. Uh, he says it's a good repurposing tool. It to gets someone's attention if you can explain how someone got killed. Michael Lampert, the executive producer of Curious and Unusual De- Deaths, agrees. But death is a good entry point into the main point of the series, explaining scientific principles. Yes, the manner in which these people passed is fascinating, but the science is equally interesting. Not really. I think it's more interesting as how these people died. Well, that's all they're going to give me is the death by lava lamp. Well. um, Okay, so that's it for that. Moving on, I have like 500 web pages open, so you're going to hear it. these are the funniest and weirdest ways people have actually died. Uh we're going to start out death by beard. So we heard earlier uh how what do you mean blocked. Apparently I can't read that. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, death by beard is it actually going to do anything it's WordPress. Of course not. It's just going to give me the embedded code and all that stuff. All right. So Hans Steiniger from Austria was famous for two things. One, having the longest beard. His beard was four feet and seven inches long. And two, for dying due to his beard. In 1567, there was a fire in Hans's town. And from his haste, he forgot to roll up his beard. By accidentally stepping on his beard, he lost his balance, stumbled, and died after falling and breaking his neck. Uh, Alan Pinkerton, the founder of the famous Pinkerton Detective Agency. He died in Chicago in 1884 after he slipped on the pavement and severely bit down on his tongue. Now, due to the painful bite... His tongue became infected with gangrene, which resulted in his untimely death. Uh, Stabbed by his toe. Famous Tennessee whiskey distiller Jack Daniel, yep, that one, died of blood poisoning that originated in his toe. One early morning in 1911, Jack Daniel kicked his office safe in anger because he couldn't remember the combination to open it. Oh my god, we all understand that. If you've ever forgotten your password and you've tried it like 17 different ways and it keeps telling you wrong password, wrong password and you know that's the password. Um that anger and powerful kick to the safe resulted in an infection in his toe and ultimately Jack's death. Jack Daniel's last words were, one last drink, please. <laughs> Drowning by gifts. Draco was the first legislator of Athens in ancient Greece, and whose legacy is known for its harshness. Thus, the term draconian is often related to unforgiving rules or laws. Draco's death in the 7th century BC came about when he was smothered by a downpour of cloaks, hats, and shirts thrown as gifts by his appreciative supporters at the Aegeanitan Theatre. Elephant squash. Ooh, this sounds fun. Eleazar Avaran, a biblical hero, was killed in one hundred sixty three BC by an elephant in the battle of Beth Beth-Zech- Zechariah. According to one Maccabees six forty three to forty six, in order to defeat King. Why can they not ever have names I can pronounce? Antioch, the, the fifth. Elazar rushed into battle thrusting his spear into the belly of the king's elephant. The elephant died and fell on top of Elazar, killing him also. Don't ever stand underneath something and poke at it. Strained bladder. Uh, Tycho Bray, a Danish nobleman was known for his comprehensive astronomical research. Tycho died October 24th, 1601, from bladder complications after attending a banquet where he refused to use the restroom, knowing that it was impolite to leave before the meal was done. After the banquet, Tycho no longer was able to urinate, and 10 days later, he died. It was reported that he wrote his own epitaph stating, he lived, in, he lived like a sage, but died like a fool. Pitched ball. At the top of the fifth inning, Ray Chappie Chapman, shortstop for the Cleveland Indians baseball team, was hit by a submarine ball thrown by Carl Mays. The baseball hit Chapman in the temple. Chapman collapsed and died August 17, 1920. About 12 hours later. He remains the only baseball player killed by a pitched ball. Uh, Kicked off a train. On July 2nd, 1903, Ed Delahanty, a Hall of Fame baseball player for Philadelphia Phillies, was kicked off a train by the conductor due to being drunk and violent. After Ed got off the train, he was drunkenly wandering across a bridge in New York and eventually fell off and into a river. Unfortunately, The river led him to Niagara Falls. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, dude. Not only did he get kicked off of his train, which was probably heading to his next baseball game, he got lost. He was drunk. He was wandering around aimlessly, fell into a river, floated. Well, I'm sorry, but if you've seen the river up to Niagara Falls, was rushed down the river, scared out of his wits, and then launched over the falls. (laughs) Oh, dear. Oh, poor dude. (laughs) Okay, beer flood. Now, we just heard about the beer flood. On October 17, 1814, the Mew and Company Brewery had huge vats of beer rupture and rush into the streets of Tottenham Court Road. In total, 322,000 gallons flooded the town and eight people drowned in the beer (laughs) or died from injuries. To this day, the incident is referred to as the London Beer Flood.
1: (gasps) Mosquito
2: curse. (sighs) George Herbert, an Egyptologist who helped uncover the tomb of Tutankhamun. well, there you go, that's how he died, died mysteriously on April 5th, 1923, after being bit by a mosquito. Allegedly, many felt his death was caused by the Mummy's Curse, which was perpetuated by a public warning a few weeks earlier by novelist Mari Corelli. Corelli? Mari stated there would be a, would be dire consequences for anyone who entered Tutankhamen's tomb. And I think pretty much everybody died, didn't they? But they've scientifically proven that it wasn't the Mummy's Curse it was bacteria that they breathed in. This dude probably died from West Nile. <laughs> you know. Robot murder. Kenji Uranda worked at a plant in Tokyo that was operated by 50,000 industrial robots. Oh, come on. You've all seen the movie. On July 4th, 1981, Kenji failed to comply to completely turn off a malfunctioning robot he was fixing. Due to his error, due to his error, the broken robot pushed him into a grinding machine with its hydraulic arm. Kenji is known as one of the first people to ever be killed by a robot. Guess <laughs> the robot was pissed off that he didn't finish the job. Uh, shooting a cactus, David Grundman in 1982 fired several close-range shots with a shotgun. At a suero cactus. The cacti, which stood 26 feet tall, dropped a four-foot branch on top of Grunman's head. <laughs> Mother Nature strikes back! Do you honestly think somebody was a little pissed off that they were shooting at him? Ultimately crushing him to death. Grunman's death is immortalized in the song "Suera," written by the Texas band the Austin Lounge Lizards. So, lesson here, don't shoot a cactus. They get pissy and they will fall on you. Uh, Death by dessert. Adolf Friedrich, the king of Sweden, ate himself to death in 1771 after having a meal consisting of lobster, caviar, eh, sauerkraut, I'm out, cabbage, I'm out, cabbage soup, I'm out, smoked herring, oh, dude, champagne, and fort... Teen servings of his favorite dessert. Selma, which is bread dipped in a bowl of hot milk. He is known by Swedish children as the king who ate himself to death. Embracing the Moon The Chinese poet Li, Pu, Li, po, Li Po was well known for creating his famous poetry, Intoxicated. One drunken evening while in his boat on the Yangtze River, Lipo fell in love with the moon. In his desperation to embrace his newfound lover, he fell into the river and drowned. (laughs) I'm sorry, I've been pretty drunk in my day. I have never been that drunk. Like, never been, no, I have never, ever... Ever, be, I have been drunk and drunk. I've made some stupid mistakes when I've drunk, and I've said some pretty stupid things when I'm drunk. But I have never fallen in love with the moon. Uh, too much laughter. On March twenty fourth, nineteen seventy five, Alex Mitchell passed away after watching the Kung Fu Capers episode of The Goodies. Reportedly, due to the TV episode, Michael laughed continuously for twenty five minutes and finally fell dead on the sofa from heart failure his widow later sent a thank you letter to the goodies for making mitchell's final moments of life so pleasant (laughs) we have to remember that the next time we're like rolling around killing ourselves laughing we could literally be killing ourselves laughing i wonder if that's where the expression came from daredevil Bobby Leach was the ultimate daredevil. He was the second man to go over Niagara Falls in a metal barrel, and he performed many other terrifying stunts, such as swimming in whirlpool rapids. However, his outrageous stunts would not keep him from the dangers of slipping. In 1926, while walking down the road, Bobby slipped on an orange peel. The fall injured his leg and caused it to become infected with gangrene. He died a short while later. So, this guy that does these tremendously dangerous, death-defying feats slips on an orange peel and dies. Uh, Irony? Uh, Eiffel Tower Jump. In 1911, Franz, he's German, decided to try out his new invention, the first overcoat parachute. To test his new coat, Rachel decided to jump from the top of the Eiffel Tower. Unfortunately, his invention was less than perfect, and it did not succeed in slowing his descent. Rachel died instantly on impact. You think? Booby trapped. A bra? The boobies are trapped. It's a bra. <laughs> wanted to make sure he was paying attention because he was reading and know how, you know how I know he was reading? His lips were moving. Ah, spelling words. All right, two compulsive hoarders, Homer and Langley Collier, set up booby traps to protect their stuff from intruders. One unfortunate day in 1947, as Langley was crawling through a tunnel of garbage, He set off one of his own booby traps. Langley was crushed under tons of garbage and and his paralyzed brother starved because he was unable to feed himself. Oh dear. Sandcastle. August 7th, 1997. At a beach in Buxton, North Carolina, Daniel Jones decided to dig an eight-foot-deep hole in the sand and sit in the bottom of it. The hole collapsed in on him, trapping him underneath. Oh. Oh, that is like the thing of nightmares. No. Several beachgoers attempted to dig him out, but it wasn't until heavy equipment was brought in that he was freed, by which time it was too late. Lights out. In February 1997, Santiago Alvarado was burglarizing a bicycle shop in Lompec, California. Lompec? 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 Okay. Sure. Uh, To keep his hands free, while on the store's roof, Santiago had placed a flashlight in his mouth. Fortunately, death found him when he fell face first onto the floor and the flashlight crushed through his skull. Driving with dynamite, Paul Stiller and his wife, on September 30th, 1996, were bored and intoxicated. Imagine that! To cure their boredom, they decided to go for a midnight drive with a couple sticks of dynamite. Their brilliant idea was to light the dynamite and throw it out the window. However, due to their inebriated state, they forgot to roll down the car's window. The incident killed Paul and put his wife in critical condition. Holy shit. Pet snake. There are many people who own snakes as pets. My nephew may be one of them. However, unlike Robert (laughs) Pollerson... And herein enters Florida Man! (laughs) Unlike Robert Pollerson from Florida, most people don't own an 11-foot pet python. In 1999, Robert had removed his pet from his cage to feed him when the hungry snake bit him on the forehead. Robert was found dead in his apartment with his pet snake entwined around his suffocated body. Don't tell me snakes won't eat you. On March thirtieth, 1997, Vichy Thong Toh from Ratchaburge, Thailand, was feeding the family's four peacocks when one clawed at his head. Vichy soon began suffering headaches and fell into a coma. A hospital scan showed a blood clot on Vici's brain due to the peacock's scratch. Unfortunately, Vici died the next day. Deodorant Heart Attack Oh, dear. Jonathan Capewell from Oldham, England became obsessed with smelling fresh and would cover his entire body in deodorant at least twice a day. He died July 28, 1998 from a heart attack after the deodorant gases Built up in his body over months of repeatedly spraying himself in his unventilated bedroom. I have a tale to tell you about a gentleman. He made himself some cabbage soup. And I believe he had some beans and sausages with that. It was cabbage soup or sauerkraut. Gassy. Okay. He was gassy. And then he went to bed and he closed his door, effectively creating a sealed compartment. His window was closed. His door was closed and the door closed fairly tightly. He died from methane. He farted himself to death. He literally farted himself to death. Titanic Pose. Emma Black from Plymouth Devon had been heavily drinking, of course, and on a ferry from Spain to England when she plunged to her death in 2003. Apparently, her untimely death occurred after she stretched her arms out in the famous Kate Winslet pose from the Titanic movie. The pose caused Emma to lose her balance and fall from the ninth deck into the water. Her body washed up on the French coast eight months later. It is sad. But she was drunk. Um, On August twenty third, two 2002, witnesses told police that Roderick de la Cruz of the Philippines shook uncontrollably as electric current ripped through his body after he had bragged that he had a way with electricity like no other. To prove that he could control electricity... Roderick touched a live wire. Roderick, who sustained third-degree burns in most parts of his body, was rushed to the hospital but died before reaching the doctor... Before reaching the Dr. Jose Rodriguez Memorial Hospital. Hmm. Hamster saliva. See, rodents are bad. Goro Ito, a man from Satima... Prefector in Japan, died after his pet hamster, called Aiko, whose name translate translates as Little Love. Bitum. An autopsy on Gore showed that he had died after a reaction to a protein in the hamster's saliva that brought about a fatal case of anaphylaxia. Damn! <laughs> I mean, I've heard about being allergic to your pet before, but that takes being allergic to a whole new level. Swallowing a newt. Ah, she turned me into a newt once, but I got better. you have to see the skit to understand it. <laughs> um, in July 1979, a 29-year-old college student from Coos Bay, Oregon, swallowed a newt on a dare. Unknown to the man that this particular amphibian's skin produced a highly potent toxin that would kill a healthy male adult even at one-thirtieth its strength. Unfortunately, the man picked up the deadly newt and swallowed it whole. He died later that day from cardiopulmonary arrest. (sighs) Don't lick shit. Don't put shit in your mouth. It's not food. Don't put it in there. Jumping into a volcano. Uh, Pythagoras, a well-known Greek philosopher and scientist, threw himself into an active volcano, Mount Etna. It is believed that he did this so that his followers would think his body had vanished and he, that he had turned into an immortal god. However, <laughs> The volcano spit back one of Epicaudal's bronze sandals, revealing his deceit. In 2006, an underwater volcano was named after him. 18-year-old Cameron Bieberly from Orlando, Florida. Oh, Florida man has made it twice on this list. Was riding inside a shopping cart while holding on to an SUV in March 2008. The cart's wheels struck a speed bump on a shopping center parking lot at 42 miles per hour and overturned. Cameron's body hit the pavement of the parking lot, and he died shortly after. I'm fairly certain he died over here and over there and over here and over here and over there. And that long skid... Just over there. Telling you. And have you, have you noticed? Okay, so I wanted to find weird ways that people have died during sex. So, I googled sexual misadventure. Of course, I got autoerotic asphyxiation. Which apparently a lot of people die from, so I don't know why they even, like, do it. Um... Okay, so this is a tragic tale. Tragic, true tales of couples who died while having sex. There are small children in the room.
1: (sighs) I have to disable my ad blocker.
2: there are small children in the room, please ask them to leave. Okay, so. These are the shocking true stories of the unfortunate people who died while having sex? The tragic story, I don't know if it's really tragic, because I mean you you died doing something that feels really, really good. If you're gonna die, it's kind of a good way to go. Tragic stories highlight a dangerous side to everyone's favorite pastime. So remember to take care of the next time you get down and dirty. One man recently met a sticky end after being crushed by a mountain of pornographic magazines. <laughs> Oh, he was Japanese too, so he was a teeny tiny little guy to begin with. <laughs> Japanese man named as a fifty year old Joji was found six months six months after his thirteen thousand pound stash of porn magazines fell on him. <laughs> Cleaners tasked with tidying up his neglected apartment found that the entire apartment was crammed with Explicit Magazines. He was a twisted little fella. In 2007, a couple from Columbia, South Carolina, fell to their deaths after plunging naked from the roof of an office building. The bodies of Brent Tyler and Chelsea Tumbleston. Roof of an office building. Her last name is Tumbleston. <laughs> it, it struck me. <laughs> Both 21 were found by a taxi driver in the middle of an otherwise empty street at 5 a.m. The couple's clothes were later found on the roof of a nearby building, where they were believed to be having a risky outdoor romp before falling from the roof. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. (sighs) You're supposed to push back, not forward. (sighs) Don't get too close to the edge. Okay. A Russian man died in 2009 after completing a 12-hour orgy with female pals who had bet him over $4,000 that he couldn't keep going for half a day. Minutes after completing the bet, mechanic Sergei Tuganov died of a heart attack which had been caused by the huge quantity of Viagra he had guzzled to prepare him for the task. Oh, dear Lord. Oh, oh. In 2013, a Zimbabwe news website reported that a couple was attacked by a lion after having sex in nature. Big Cat killed Shari Mawari. After interrupting the couple, although her unidentified lover managed to run away before he could be killed. Dude! After notifying the police, the male lover, who escaped wearing only a condom, (laughs) found the woman's mauled body at the scene of the attack. Donna Lang, 51. Uh Uh-oh. Donna Lang, 51, smothered her lover to death inside a mobile home. The intoxicated woman from Washington claimed she didn't know how the man died, although a witness claimed to have seen her crush his face into her chest. Death by boob. Uh, A trainee, Dr. Zhang Gang, died of a heart attack in 2011. After overexerting himself whilst producing a sample at a sperm bank, the 23-year-old was pronounced dead at the scene of China's woohoo! he visited four times that week oh my god this is killing me so a cop died in 2009 when his heart gave out during a threesome and his wife sued his doctor for not warning him to not have sex william martinez a 31 year old atlanta police officer died whilst having sex with another woman and a male friend But his wife won three million after suing his doctor for not warning him that he had a weak heart and should avoid strenuous activities. (laughs) That's the dude that had the the extramarital threesome. So that's the dude that cheated on his wife.
1: Oh, no. Oh. 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 Oh.
2: This one's not funny. It's just. Weird. Death by neo-Nazi roleplay. A sick neo-Nazi roleplaying session ended in tragedy after 30... What do you mean, page Unresponsive. Um, after 38-year-old Simon Burley died when a gay sex game with lover Elizabeth Hallam went wrong. The hanging enthusiast had a new... See? Auto-erotic asphy- asphyxia. Had a noose fitted around his neck whilst his lover played the part of a Nazi executioner who hanged him as part of a sex game they were playing. Unfortunately, the knife she planned to cut him down with was blunt. and The man was left to suffocate to death in his house in England. Well, damn. Um. Damn. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I, I I got nothing. I got I got nothing. Um I got nothing. <sighs> well, Joa Maria de Souza from Brazil was killed in twenty thirteen when a cow fell through his roof and crushed him when he slept. Cause he should have moved over. Sometimes the jokes just write themselves. Uh, Mayor, I want to know what a cow was doing in the air. Like, it's when pigs fly, not when cows fly. Maybe the cow was jumping over the moon and missed.
1: Oh, damn.
2: Mayor, Mayor, was only doing her town of Betterton in Maryland a service when checking the town's sewerage tanks. Un- oh, unfortunately, she fell in and drowned in fifteen feet of human waste. That's a shitty way to go. <laughs> oh, come on, that was funny. That was a good one. That was funny. Come on. A Canadian lawyer. Here's a Canadian one. A Canadian lawyer died while trying to prove that the glass in the windows of a twenty-fourth office floor office. Was unbreakable by throwing himself into it. He was right, it didn't break. But it did suddenly pop out of its frame and he plunged to his death. Oops. (laughs) The owner of the company that makes Segways spent years promoting the safety of the product. Ironically, he died after accidentally driving a Segway off a cliff. In 1923, well-known jockey Frank Hayes won a race at Belmont Park in New York. While dead, the poor bloke suffered a heart attack mid-race, but his body managed to stay in the saddle, crossing the finish line and claiming victory. Robert Williams, Robert Williams, is the first human in history to be killed by a robot. Yep, read to that one. <laughs> Uh, A man who was recorded to have the longest beard. There's that dude again. Uh, There's the Greek philosopher dying of laughter. And the Emmy goes to British actor Gareth Jones. He died of a heart attack while performing in a live televised play where his character was scripted to have a heart attack. The cast just thought he was doing a standout performance and continued performing around his death. Oops. (laughs) That's irony for you. Health fanatic Basil Brown managed to kill himself by drinking almost four liters of carrot juice. Yeah, I'm still saying carrots aren't good for you. And here's when a joke goes horribly wrong. Greg Austin Gingrich died in the Grand Canyon after pretending to fall to his death. In the middle of the joke, he lost his footing and
1: actually fell.
2: Oops. All right, let's see. Where are we sitting at for time? Oh, damn. Um, okay, so these are bizarre deaths of the 21st century. So we have got Alexander Litvinenko. Former officer of the Russian State Security Service, and later a Russian dissident, and writer, Alexander perished after being poisoned with polonium-210, which caused acute radiation syndrome. He is the first known case of deliberate poisoning in this manner. Not something I'd want to be known for. Um, Abigail Taylor. No, I don't want to read that one. I don't want to read that one. Do I have to read that one? It's a child. I don't want to read that one. I don't I don't read the sad ones about kids. Um burned Jorgen Brandes from Germany was voluntarily. That's the key word here. Voluntarily stabbed repeatedly and then partly eaten by. Armin Muse, who was later called the Cannibal of Rottenburg, Brands had answered an internet advertisement by Muse looking for someone for this purpose. Brands explicitly stated in his will that he wished to be killed and eaten. I think those two were a uh, match made in... Dahmerville? Uh, Brian Douglas Wells was a pizza delivery man in Erie, Pennsylvania, who was killed by a bomb that was fastened around his neck. Oh, dear. He was apprehended by the police after robbing a bank and claimed he had been forced to do it by three people who put the bomb around his neck and threatened to kill him if he refused. The bomb later exploded, killing him. In 2007, police alleged Wells was Involved in the robbery plot along with two other conspirators. I actually saw this. They redid this episode. They they they, they did this story on um. I don't know. Remember what show it was? I was watching. Brittany Cecil. Ah, nope. Kids thirteen. Moving on. Damn. These ones aren't funny. They're just weird. Oh, dude! Dude! David Fail, 58, was the last resident in a block of flats due to be demolished in Bishopstoke near Southampton, Hampshire, United Kingdom. Fail cut his own head off with a chainsaw to highlight the injustice of being forced to move out. Damn. Uh, oh. oh, Diane Durr of Chambers, Nebraska, died after a 75-foot-tall Taco Bell sign fell on top of the truck cab she was in. Strong winds caused the pole to break at a welded joint about 15 feet above the ground. Oops, here's your sign. <laughs> uh, Dr. Oh, Hitoshi Mikado was decapitated as he stepped into an, onto an elevator at Christus St. Joseph's Hospital in Houston, Texas. According to a witness inside the elevator, the elevator doors closed as Nicodot entered, trapping his... <laughs> we both look up. Trapping his head inside the elevator with the remainder of his body still outside. The body was later found at the bottom of the elevator shaft while the upper portion of his head severed just above the lower jaw, was found in the elevator. A subsequent investigation revealed that improper electrical wiring installed by a maintenance... I'm never going in an elevator again! Or I'm, like, jumping in. Like, leap into the elevator. Um. Ooh. A UK businessman, Gerald Mellon, committed suicide by tying one end of a rope around his neck and the other to a tree. He then hopped into his Austin Martin DB7 and drove down a made road in Swansea until the rope decapitated him. He supposedly did this as an act of revenge against his ex-wife for leaving him. Dude! Wow! I can't say this! Josh Martin, the guitarist of Anal... See you next Tuesday. Uh, passed after falling off an escalator at Providence Place Mall in Providence, Rhode Island. He was 45. He suffered head trauma from falling from an upper level escalator to the food court, according to police who believed the incident to be an accident. Uh, police witness told, A witness told police Martin was climbing around and riding the rail of the escalator. The funniest thing about the entire
1: thing is the
2: name of the band. What? Wow. A homeless man in Fort Worth, Texas, was struck by a car being driven by Shantae Joan Millard, who had been drinking and taking drugs that night. Biggs's torso became lodged in Millard's windshield with severe but not immediate fatal injuries. Millard drove home and left the car in her garage with Biggs still lodged in the car's windshield. She repeatedly visited Biggs and even apologized for hitting him. Biggs passed several hours later. Shantae Millard was tried and convicted of slaying Biggs and received a 50-year prison sentence. The film Stuck is loosely based on this incident. A friend of mine, um, he's dead now, Jerry, he was actually riding his bike, And it was a bicycle and he was coming up the sidewalk as the lady turned in to go into her driveway and she struck him and his head got lodged in her, like he went through the windshield and his head got lodged in her steering wheel. She continued to drive up the driveway (laughs) with him in the car. Yeah. But this woman, like, okay. Okay. I read that right. She went out and visited him several times in the garage, still lodged in her windshield, and apologized for hitting him. Why would she not call 911? I I, I don't know. Uh, oh, damn! Tim sold a book. If you're listening, Tim, congratulations. Humberto Hernandez, a 24-year-old resident of Oakland, California, perished by being struck in the face by an airborne fire hydrant. Yep. While walking on a sidewalk, a passing car blew a tire and swerved onto the sidewalk, striking said fire hydrant. The force of the water pressure shot the 200-pound hydrant, At Hernandez, with enough force to take his life. you think? It probably took his head and pretty much the upper half of his body with it. Um, Isaiah Otieno, a Kenyan student living in Cranbrook, British Columbia, Canada, was killed when a helicopter crashed on top of him as he walked along a residential street. Not a place you'd find helicopters. Uh James Mason, 73 of Charto, Ohio, succumbed to heart failure after his wife exercised him to his demise in a public swimming pool. <laughs> she exercised him to death. Christine Newton John, I wonder if she's related to Olivia. <laughs> That's cat <get> physical. <laughs> oh, that one worked on so many levels. 41. Was seen on videotape pulling Mason around the pool and preventing him from getting out of the water 43 times. I think she had more in mind than just exercise. 28 year old woman from Sacramento, Jennifer Strange, succumbed to water intoxication while trying to win a Nintendo Wii console in KDND 107.9, the end radio station's Hold Your Wii for Wii contest. The contest involved drinking large quantities of water without urinating. Bet you They had to pay for a whole lot more than just a wee after that. Uh, Jonathan Burton stormed the cockpit door. Cockpit door of a Southwest airline. Who am I flying with? American. Okay. Southwest Airlines flight from Las Vegas to Salt Lake City. The 19-year-old was knocked over and pinned by eight other passengers. With such force that he was that he succumbed to asphyxiation. Damn, them Southwest Airlines passengers are feisty. Look at Kevin Smith. <laughs> um, Kenneth Pinion from Enum Claw, Washington, succumbed to acute peri- peritonitis after seeking out and. En- Why don't I proofread these before I get into them? (sighs) After seeking out. And see, periotinitis should have told me what area of the body it involved. (sighs) After seeking. I'm stalling. Can you tell? I'm stalling. (sighs) After seeking. And there's a video. No, there can't be a video after seeking out and receiving anal intercourse from a stallion there is a adult movie out there called Xavier Xaviera Xavier Hollander she's the happy hooker and there is a scene that she does with a horse <laughs> yes Yep. The case led to the criminalization of bestiality in Washington state. His story was recounted in the award winning 2007 documentary film Zoo. So apparently bestiality was legal up until then. All right. Good to know. Um, damn. Southern Korean Lee Sung Soup, 28, collapsed of fatigue and perished after playing the video game StarCraft online for almost 50 consecutive hours in an internet cafe. Did they not close for the night? They just let him sit there and play? Unless it was open 24 hours. 24-year-old man from Kent. I knew a young man from Kent. You know the limerick. I know you know the limerick. Okay, a 24-year-old from Kent, Washington, was killed during an attempt to heat up a lava lamp. I already told you that one. Ronald McCleggish died after being trapped inside a cupboard for a week. A wardrobe in the bedroom outside had fallen over, trapping him inside. Apparently he wanted to come out of the closet and he couldn't. In an effort to free himself, McCleggish accidentally wrenched a water pipe from the wall, and the water gushing from the pipe eventually caused his death from bronchitis. His body was not discovered until two weeks later. Ew. Steve Irwin! Steve! An Australian television personality and naturalist known as the Crocodile Hunter, Steve Irwin, passed when his heart was impaled by a short-tailed stingray barb while filming a documentary entitled Ocean's Deadliest in Queensland Great Barrier Reef. Gotta take a moment for Mr. Irwin. I loved Steve Irwin. I had the biggest crush on Steve Irwin and his beautiful Australian accent. I was very sad when he died. Don't look at me like that. It's very sad when he died. <laughs> uh, surrender Singh Bajwa, the deputy mayor of Delhi, India, Bajwa, was warding off several racist Mac- macaw monkeys at his home and fell from a first floor balcony, suffering serious head wounds. Obviously, he died. Timothy Treadwell, an American environmentalist, who had lived in the wilderness among bears for 13 summers in a remote region in Alaska, Timothy Treadwell and his girlfriend, Amy Huguenard, were felled and partially consumed by a bear. Ironic. Telling you. Uh, Oh, wow. In 2016, a 24-year-old woman in Russia died after falling into a vat of molten chocolate. Okay. Oh, the only thing left of her was her dismembered legs. Ew! <laughs> Don't buy German or Russian chocolate. Don't buy Russian chocolate. Um. Oh, dude. Okay. Remember, I told you about the woman who was injected with soup, and died. Okay. So, here's the full story. Ilda Vitor Macelle of Rio de Janeiro, an 88-year-old Brazilian woman, entered the hospital in 2012 after having a stroke. She was killed, dying of a pulmonary embolism, when hospital workers, hospital workers, injected her with soup rather than putting it in her feeding tube. Dude! <laughs> That is just not right. Oh, man. I'm skipping over the ones that I've already told you. Fire hydrant, beard, hair extensions. Oh, no. One minute, 34-year-old Natasha Graham was letting her hair down and blowing off some steam at a club. And the next, she was dead because of her hair. In May of 2011, Graham had been dancing all night at a club where her boyfriend was DJ. Upon arrival at home afterwards, she immediately collapsed, then died a short while later. The pathologist determined that Graham was likely killed due to a reaction caused by her latex hair extensions and the glue used in their application. Traces of glue could have seeped into her bloodstream after she started perspiring on the dance floor, poisoning her. Yep. Soccer enthusiast Paulo Ricardo Gomez da Silva was killed just weeks before Brazil hosted the World Cup in twenty fourteen. Rowdy fans tore out three of the toilet of the stadium's toilet bowls and threw them from the stands. Gomez da Silva was hit by one and killed instantly. Again, shitty way to die. Um Oh, dude. 58-year-old Argentinian shepherd Jose Alberto's body was found naked in bed with a scarecrow. Said police spokesman Rodolfo Morey. I initially thought there were two bodies. Then I realized one was a scarecrow wearing lipstick and a long-haired wig. (laughs) Put lipstick on a scarecrow. It's still a scarecrow. Alberto had attached a prosthetic member to the oversized Halloween staple. The man died during sex with the scarecrow.
1: But it was a man, and he attached... Yeah. Damn. (laughs) Oh,
2: okay. Well, in While on a South American cruise in 1941, American novelist Sherwood Anderson developed a sour stomach, which eventually led him to disembark from the ship and seek medical treatment. Upon arriving at the hospital, he was diagnosed with advanced peritonitis, which was caused by accidentally swallowing a toothpick sliver. Hmm. Hmm. Would you stick your tongue out at me, mister? I like to chew on toothpicks which damaged his organs and caused his death. He was thought to have swallowed it in the course of eating the olive of a martini. I guess you're safe. You don't eat martinis. Um, okay. In 2004 in Hertfordshire, UK, a man named Richard Clare got into an altercation with one Timothy McGee over a cell phone. Claire, annoyed, popped McGee in the back of the head with a dessert spoon that had been lying on a nearby table. The spoon's impact ruptured an artery and caused fatal bleeding in the area between his skull and brain. Claire was exonerated of wrongdoing in the death, but it was sentenced to seven days in jail for taking the cell phone that had started the argument. It should also be noted that Claire was... Claire, seven years later, upgraded utensils and hacked someone to death with an axe! Drawing a twenty-seven year
1: prison sentence. I should have thrown him in jail after the spoon. What <laughs> <laughs> with a spoon? Because it'll hurt more.
2: <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> oh my gosh! People have been murdered with guns, bats, knives, and poison, but rarely are undergarments used as a means of taking out a foe. In twenty thirteen, however. A man in Oklahoma, Rebecca, I'm telling you, man, you gotta be careful. We'll go and plug it in. I'm not done yet. You want me to wrap it up? Okay. Um, Man in Oklahoma did just that when he ended his stepfather's life. By way of atomic wedgie. Yep. Brad Lee Davis, thirty four, admitted to killing Denver Saint Clair in the heat of passion while defending myself in a fight that got out of hand and went too far. Davis said he knocked Saint Clair unconscious and then pulled the elastic waistband of Saint Clair's underwear over his head and around his neck, asphyxiating him. All right, so I think we're getting into
1: oh, oh no. Um, all right,
2: so these are repeats of what I've already told you. Where are we at? All right, so we're hitting the hour and a half mark here. So there are a ton more. I could go on and on. And online, and I haven't even hit Florida yet.
1: Stop, what is happening?
2: There, um, I haven't even hit Florida where the weirdness happens. Um, geez. jumping, Jiminy Crickets. I need to wrap this up. Lights just went out, it's bedtime, Alexa. Turn on the lamp. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Uh, okay, that one doesn't have anything worth reading. That's Yahoo Mail. Uh, that was something else we were discussing. That's something else we were discussing. Okay, so Death by Hockey Skate. Kind of a Canadian thing. But it happened in Connecticut. A car, a knife, and protein powder. Car accidents aren't... Okay, so what happened? The driver was taken to the hospital. Um, Car accidents aren't in the top 10 causes of death, but they're common enough that no one blinks when they hear someone died in their car. But the circumstances of an unidentified man in Rancho Bernardo, California, certainly raises few eyebrows. As reported by the San Diego Tribune, the man was driving a Lexus in the very early morning on February 20th, 2022, I believe I was there at that time. No, I wasn't. Yes, I was. February 20th, 2022, I was in California. Uh, When the car suddenly veered to the right, the Lexus smashed into a car parked alongside the road. According to the Times of San Diego, the impact caused that parked car to crash into another, sparking a chain reaction that caused damage to five more cars. The Lexus was speeding and there were no skid marks to indicate any attempt to stop. The driver was taken to the hospital where a stab wound was discovered in his neck. The interior of the car was soaked in blood and, bizarrely, protein powder. The police also discovered a knife. Police determined that the man had not been wearing his seatbelt and had probably been attempting to use the knife to transfer protein powder into a container of water as he drove. Distracted, he lost control of the car, and when the airbags deployed, they knocked the knife into his neck, causing a lethal injury. Oh, damn, dude. You might be able to imagine that a helicopter might someday cause your demise. After all, helicopters soar high into the air and crash could certainly kill you. But 87-year-old Jean Langdon wasn't in a helicopter on March 4, 2022. She was firmly on the ground. As noted by ITV, the grandmother of four was walking through the parking lot of Dereford Hospital in Plymouth, England, with her niece when a helicopter landed on the hospital's helipad nearby. According to Plymouth Live, Langdon was blown over by the downdraft caused by the helicopter's arrival, fell over onto the ground, and hit her head. She died shortly after. Swallowed by a... Swallowed by a pool? Anytime you're in deep water, you're potentially in danger. You can drown in as little as one inch of water, after all, but there are other stranger ways to die in a pool, like being swallowed by a surprise sinkhole. Oh, damn! Oh, thank you! Uh, At a work event organized by his company, employees were enjoying a splash in the pool at the rented villa where the event was taking place. Without warning, a sinkhole opened in the center of the pool. As the bottom of the pool collapsed, water rushed in, pulling inflatable rafts and toys along with it. As can be seen in the horrific video shared around the world, two men were sucked into the sinkhole by the force of the water. One man managed to escape, but Kimmy was pulled into a hole that was more than 30 feet deep. Oh, thank you, but no. Killed by competitive hammer throw. Um, according to the New York Post, a man was touring Gelwep Castle at the same time that the Open Highland Games were being held there. He wasn't a spectator and was, in fact, behind a hedge when the hammer throw event took place. This competition involves swinging a very heavy hammer with a round ball-shaped head around as fast as possible and then releasing it and with the longest distance covered winning the event. The errant hammer went over the hedge, and according to WKBN News, a moment later, the spectators could hear a woman screaming. The hammer had hit the man as he was walking through the Geldrick Castle Gardens. He literally did not see it coming. One Saturday in September 2022, a series of bizarre events led to the discovery of a body of Debbie Collier, 59-year-old office manager in Athens, Georgia. According to the Washington Post, Debbie's daughter Amanda received a mysterious deposit via Venmo for the amount of $2,385. The sender wasn't identified, but the memo read, They are not going to let me go, love. Not going to let me go, love you. There is a key to the house in the blue flower pot near the door. This convinced Amanda it had come from her mother. That afternoon, Debbie purchased a red tote bag, a blue tarp, a rain poncho, and a lighter, at a local family dollar store when her family reported her missing the next day police quickly found debbie's rented van the red tote was propped up against a nearby tree the blue tarp was found nearby apparently buried or apparently burned and debbie herself was found naked and apparently burned around her stomach holding what police described as a small tree in one hand according to the fox 5 news authorities initially suspected homicide But Debbie's daughter publicly speculated it was likely suicide, noting that Collier had given away other possessions in the weeks leading up to her death and had been been depressed. People reports that Debbie's son, Jeffrey, expressed frustration with the police involved in the case. and the Independent reports, he believes the video showing Debbie Collier purchasing items at Family Dollar may not show his mother at all, but a different person. Death by Kangaroo Oh, yeah, you get kicked by one of them suckers, and that's going to take you out. It's probably not a great idea to keep this wild animal as a pet, but that's exactly what an Australian man named Peter Edis did, according to the New York Times. Edis was brutally mauled by his pet in September 2022, and when a relative discovered him and called authorities, NPR reports that the kangaroo prevented paramedics from getting to Eddie's. The police eventually had to shoot and kill the animal in order to get Eddie's medical attention. Unfortunately, it was too late. Death by hangover treatment? Is this licking the frog? What have I told you about licking shit? (sighs) As noted by Vox, the mysterious deaths of Russian oligarchs in 2022 are a whole separate phenomenon. At least 15 wealthy and powerful Russian business leaders lend. Leaders have died under what could only be termed as mysterious circumstances in this year alone. But in isolation, most of these deaths are fairly straightforward in terms of their method, with the striking exception of Alexander Subotin. Subotin was a former top executive at one of Russia's largest oil companies, Luke Oil. CBS News reports that he frequently went to the house of a man calling himself Megu a self-described shaman, for hangover cures involving poisonous toads. Oh, dear. Yes, poisonous toads. The treatment involved making an incision and applying the poison, which made the patient vomit. Apparently, after this, the patient would feel better. (sighs) Business Insider reports that Savatin was highly intoxicated when he arrived at Magoo's house in May 2022. After this particular treatment, however, Sibatan felt unwell and complained about heart issues. Magoo, whose real name is Alexei Pendurin, chose not to get medical assistance, instead opting to have Sabaton lie down in his basement, where he often performed Jamaican voodoo rituals. Sabaton was later found there dead after an apparent heart attack. Well, all right then. Okay, so I have saved the best two. My live studio audience is giggling already. For last. And I was trying to find, because the last story I'm going to tell you is the one that sparked this entire podcast, Weird Ways to Die. Now I was trying to find weird ways, you know, that people have died while having sex. I've read you some of those. Um, And then I found this one. It involves a penis. An ex-police officer was sentenced to life in prison for killing his girlfriend who insulted his penis size. Apparently, guys take that seriously. Pointing and laughing is not a good thing to do. I would never. Uh, Jason Moose Cunningham A former cop with the Richmond County Sheriff's Office pleaded guilty to malicious murder and possession of a firearm after killing his 37-year-old partner, Nicole Diane Harrington. The 48-year-old shot Harrington in the back of the head after she made insulting comments about the former cop's manhood in June 2020 in Augusta, according to a statement from the Augusta District Attorney's Office. He reportedly left her to die in the Reynolds Street parking garage elevator. See? Elevators, man. Cunningham was having an affair with Harrington, who was married at the time. It was an extramarital affair in which the defendant was living a double life. After the murder, Cunningham went on the run, which led to an eight-hour standoff with cops at Clarks Hill Lake before being arrested. Earlier this week, the man was sentenced to 35 years to life in prison as well as an additional five years for possession of a firearm during the commission of a felony. Cunningham left the force in 2018 when he tested positive for illegal substances while on shift. Harrington is survived by her three children. Similarly, a jealous ex-husband was charged in November after he allegedly shot his ex-wife's new flames. Woo! Dude! Let me me start that sentence again because I didn't read it with the right emphasis. Similarly, a jealous ex-husband was charged in November after he allegedly shot his ex-wife's new flame's penis off with a handgun. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, okay. Oh, okay, I'm getting a bunch of pop-ups. I gotta go now. So, this is the story that started it all. And I'm pretty sure uh, the gentleman that sent it to me giggled for probably like an hour about it. Uh, This happened May 25th, 2017. And I was giggling about one of, uh, there's a ton of the same story with various um, eye grabbing headings. But the one that made me almost spit my water onto my um, keyboard was, where is it? Murder suspect who uses big penis defense gets off. because that is beautiful okay so we are going to end tonight's train wreck the podcast with a florida man florida man who claimed his girlfriend choked to death during oral sex was found not guilty of second degree murder richard patterson 65 of Margate, was acquitted of killing 60-year-old girlfriend Francisca Martinez in 2015 after a week-long trial. During the trial, his lawyers initially argued that Martinez died accidentally while performing oral sex on him at her apartment. To bolster their defense, Patterson's lawyers filed a motion to show his penis to the jury. <laughs> Apparently, it was entered as evidence. But after a medical expert testified that choking during the sex act was unlikely, the defense reversed course on the theory. The judge never ruled on the request to put Patterson's member on display in court. That's not the way she died, defense lawyer Ken Padowitz said, but that's the way Richard Patterson thought she died. Instead, the defense argued that there's no way of knowing how she died. Medical examiners never determined the cause of death because Marquina's body was too decomposed. They still don't know how she died. The jury spent five hours deliberating before reaching a verdict. So, I want to find, like, the whole story. Um... Okay. Because it's kind of funny. Like, he's he's he, his defense was that apparently he is very well endowed. And um, things got a little uh, carried away. And um, he got into the moment and wasn't paying attention to, you know, she was tapping out. Wasn't paying attention. Wasn't paying attention and uh, she died and he didn't know that she was dead at first. He was still going to pound town and <laughs> didn't know that she was dead. It took him a, a minute to figure out that she was dead. Um. Yeah. So I don't understand how there could have been any other, other way. She died of, of suffocation. Obviously. She died of suffocation. Uh, sorry, something caught my eye. I was going to read it to you, but I'm not. It's uh, it's offensive to me. It's it's just crude for the sake of being crude. It's not actually um, a report. She was very cute, by the way. What is wrong with my ad blocker? Go away. Anyway. So he didn't know that she wasn't dead. Um, I don't know. I, how can you not tell? Like, and what I don't understand is if she couldn't breathe, if, if she needed to literally tap out, she's got teeth. Use them. If you are on like the brink of, I'm, I'm going to die, bite down. You're going to get his attention fairly quickly. Trust me. If any of you have ever done it accidentally, you know you have their full and undivided attention. And they will not move. At all. Not even a millimeter. Until you have backed away. <laughs> at least three feet. <laughs> and then they will check to make sure everything is still there. And then they'll ask you what the problem was. They, they yeah, no. like she, Why? She could have bit down. Oh, they, okay. I get it. Being well endowed happens. Guys are, there are some guys that are, you know, bizarrely well endowed. Um, And you would think if you're going to go deep sea fishing, you would make sure you caught a largemouth bass, not a smallmouth bass. You got to bring the right rod for the right fish. Just saying. I don't know. I don't. I. I, I he must have had a good grip on her or something. Like, I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm going to be punching you. I'm going to be biting you. I'm going to headbutt you. I'm going to kick you. If I feel like my life is in jeopardy. Parts of your body are going to be in jeopardy. <laughs> that's, that's all there is to it. I'm, just, I'm not going out like that. No. It's just, no. I'm not going out like that. I don't know. Nobody will really know. I mean, he, the guy uh, clearly thought that's how she died. Maybe she had a heart attack. But what I want to know is, why couldn't they do a proper... Why was her body so decomposed? I believe that he, like, hid it and then called, like, his daughter or something. I think he hid the body and then called his daughter. Um, Yeah, none of the stories I found had like, the full story. You have to find the TikTok. It's hilarious.
1: Oh, my gosh.
2: Apparently, he had an ex-girlfriend testify. as to the, um, uh, um, size of his penis and whether or not it could be a choking hazard. If I was told not to put small things in your mouth because they're a choking hazard, don't put big things in your mouth either. They could be a choking hazard. Oh, man. So, yeah, uh, guy chokes his girlfriend. To death with his penis. What a way to go. I wonder if he uh, finished the job before he realized that she was no longer a willing or breathing participant. Yeah, he probably did. You're right. He probably did. Guys tend to get tunnel visioned or no visioned. There is not enough blood in the male body to run both heads at the same time. So when one is center stage and having its moment, the other one is playing circus music. (laughs) That's just how it is. So, yeah, if you're going to engage in, um, what was the term? (laughs) Origami. You could have bent it up like a little swan or something. Uh, If you're going to engage in those kinds of activities, in all reality, guys, you need to understand that three inches, four inches is perfectly fine. We can handle it. It's good. You'll enjoy it. Anything bigger than that is a potential trip to the hospital. Not even going, don't even just stop. (laughs) Anyway, measure, 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 check the gag reflex. Measure a banana, a banana is a great measuring tool, might not compensate for the thickness, but at least you'll know depth. (laughs) Anyway, now that I've given you some unsolicited uh, sexual therapy and whatnot. I'm going to leave this podcast on that note because this has been almost two hours now and I have stuff I need to do. That is not one of them. Anyway, I
1: just, I don't know what to say. I'm just, even
2: my lights are freaking out. It's a little warm in here. I'm I'm blushing. I, I I have read worse stories, and that one has made me blush and, and get all awkward. So I'm gonna end the podcast now. Glad I saved it for last because y'all would be screwed. All right, everybody. You know the drill. Seriously. Don't lick shit. Don't put stuff in your mouth that you question whether or not it's gonna fit. If you need two hands or more than five fingers, don't do it. It's not going to fit. Just saying. You don't need to be a porn star. Just They'll figure it out. That stuff's not real. Um, be kind. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to each other. Be kind to wee Willie winky because you might get shot in the back of the head if you're not. Um... <laughs> and don't lick shit. All right, everybody. I will talk to you next week from New Brunswick. I am on the road tomorrow, so there will be tales of the never-ending province of Quebec. I'm pretty sure it's the never-ending province that is always under construction. So, we off into the great abyss tomorrow. All right, everybody, have a good night, and we will talk to you next week. See ya.